Welcome back to the Daily Blend Show. Today is Friday, October 16th, 2020, and this is the Friday Top 5. This week we are showcasing stories on how Disney is going all in with streaming, why podcasts need standards, Tom Brady launches a DTC food service, and switching over to technology and talking about WordPress and Twitter becoming BFFs, how Microsoft's new list solution will optimize your everything, and then closing out the show with a more consumer-focused lens, talking about some new at-home workout apps and Pioneers launching more new gear. As always, you can get this podcast and every other episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that podcasts can be downloaded on the web. So with all that out of the way, let's jump into the show. All right, the first story comes in that Disney is announcing that they're betting or going all in on Disney+. Plus. It's pretty uh, interesting to see this, but not that surprising that Disney is seeing a great uptick in their app downloads and consumers, you know, consuming their content. Also, they own more of the supply chain, right? They can literally go direct to consumers. They create content. They publish content through their app. They get the data that will support who's watching what, and then they can do targeting to their theme parks, to apparel, to gear that aligns with the shows you're watching. Now, what's sort of sad is the fact that this might be the final coffin or nail in the coffin rather to movie theaters and you're also going to see the ancillary businesses that sort of supported or relied on the movie theater uh, experience that will go out of business as a result of Disney really focusing their efforts on this direct-to-consumer model. And I think, you know, if you think about where most movie theaters reside, it's in malls. So I think malls were already struggling with uh, retail going mostly online. And now the fact that many of these movie theaters are likely going to go out of business, AMC saying they only have enough cash on hand to get through the rest of the, the year, I think this might be the end for malls and movie theaters as we know it. Now, from a consumer standpoint, it's an interesting trend because we get our news in very fast, short sprints, right? If you think about like Twitter is, you know, what, 260 characters or whatever it is now, and we want to consume as much as we can as fast as we can. But with streaming, it's sort of the opposite. You want sort of a longer form narrative, sort of character driven Uh, storytelling. Now, I think sort of the yin and yang to streaming is the fact that I can do it on demand, which sort of more aligns to people's life. And I also can pause and and replay whatever I want. So I get to watch what I want when I want, which, you know, it's no rocket scientist to figure that out and why that's advantageous for the consumer. But uh, it's sort of sad, too, because I think you're going to see only a few big blockbuster movies that will come out in either like movie theaters or direct to consumer, but you're probably not going to see the big action movies or as many of them outside of maybe like the Marvel and DC world, but only time will tell on that one. All right. Our second story comes in about podcast standards. And this was an article that came out, I think on TechCrunch. And it's really talking about the fact that, Podcasts are powered by RSS, and it's a very hard uh, way to track consumption. So if you're a publisher or a creator like myself, you can sort of 
pull things together through the different platforms and look at your data across Google Analytics, Apple Podcast data, some of Spotify's data and the other platforms, you know, depending on which ones you use, give you download statistics. There's also some third-party applications like SoundCloud that are allowing you to publish your podcast on their platforms, but you know, if you if you do what I do and you put your RSS feed across all the different platforms, it's still a little tricky. And why this really matters is both from the publisher or the content creator and the advertiser. So content creators want to advertise their podcasts and the publishers want to know, the uh, advertisers want to know if they're getting their bang for their buck. And it's really hard for a content creator to demonstrate that um, with 100% certainty other than like, you know, using a discount code of some sort. Uh, that's really probably the best tracking and tracing that I've seen. But it'll be interesting over time to see who could take the lead on this, you know, seemingly open platform and trying to pull this into some sort of standards. All right, the third story comes in in the fact that Tom Brady and his TB12 brand is launching a direct-to-consumer or meal, meals ordering solution. Um, and, you know, I'm less interested in this, quite frankly, about the fact that Tom Brady's doing this. I mean, I get that it aligns to his TB12 brand and he's partnered with a great organization. I'm more looking at the implications for services like this. So I, I think you've got kitchens and restaurants that are really struggling and they're looking to make pivots. Um, they've tried to do this with the online ordering and they get gouged by, you know, Grubhub and DoorDash taking so much of their margin or giving, you know, margin compression for them. And I think kitchens are going to get smart and say, hey, I've got this kitchen that I'm not using in the evening times, in the middle of the night. Maybe I'll only serve breakfast and lunch and dinners available. And that they'll partner with companies like this or local companies to make food or meals uh, to go. And I bet you, you see a very fragmented market. You know, you're going to see the big celebrities go out and set up their own brands like Tom Brady. You've got, you know, the Instagram fitness world that is, you know, doing the trifectas um, of the world trying to push their product. And I would imagine, you know, we'll see an uptick or a continued uptick in these services. And then, you know, three or four years from now, we'll see a consolidation effort where you've got one or two large national players who've got inroads into local markets. So they're not having to transport these products, uh, you know, very far. They're making them in your town, probably, and just using the packaging. So it'd be no different than like a franchise model. Next up, we're talking about WordPress and Twitter doing the BFF man hug thing. So if you know anything about WordPress and Twitter, WordPress has had an interesting relationship over the times where you were able to repost from your WordPress to things like Tumblr and sometimes to Twitter and, and you know, just a link to the post, but it hasn't been a tight interlock. And now it looks like WordPress and Twitter have teamed up through a plugin and any piece of content you create on your WordPress site would then be translated into a bunch of tweets. And in theory, I get this, but I feel like it kind of defeats the purpose of the platforms. So when I think about WordPress, I think about long-form content. When I think about Twitter, I think about short, consolidated content or linkbacks. And I don't think that many consumers want to get a tweet storm and try to read a full article on Twitter through following a bunch of tweets from a single person. 
you know, in theory, yes, this could help your, you know, statistics, or maybe people would stay on the Twitter platform longer. But in all honesty, I'm going to bet that people end up unfollowing those brands or individuals that sort of do this practice of just tweet storms. And one would also assume that over time, Twitter is going to change their algorithm so that if you do do these tweet storms that maybe only the first you know, tweet or a couple of the tweets, you know, really hit the, uh, the the social graph and the most of the other ones are buried and not really consumed. So I'm less interested in this as a consumer or user of the service. I, I will be interested to see some of the data around if any brands or individuals are using this and if it does give them an uptick on their website or an uptick in number of followers or engagement on Twitter. All right, the last story is from Microsoft and it's really talking about their new list features. And to get the, you know, best benefit of me talking about this on dailyblend.com, that's D A I L E Y blend.com. We featured, you know, the videos from both Microsoft and this great YouTuber that I've found and really like that he showcases how to use all the Microsoft apps. And he's really talking about how lists have moved from sort of a SharePoint list that, you know, more developers used as a light database and really how lists are going to drive almost like a light project plan, tasks, to-dos. It, it, it really becomes like an open platform. I know folks that are using this for sales tracking. I know folks that are using this for project plans. I know that People are using this to power websites. And I really think that Microsoft's done a great job of investing in this uh, piece of their platform. You know, I, I'm very interested if they view this or they think that this could replace Microsoft Project Plan or if there's, you know, on the roadmap to update my, Microsoft Project Plan because from my standpoint, it is the weakest piece in the Microsoft stack arsenal. I prefer using things like Smartsheet, but who knows, maybe lists end up being my go-to all-in-one solution. Um, I'll try to share some more videos or information as it comes up on this topic because I think it really can help optimize people's lives. All right, so it's another week and it's another story about fitness. So what I did is back to the website, I linked to an article that's featuring you know, 20 different apps that you can download that will give you at-home fitness experience. And if you're like me and live in Chicago and know the cold months are almost here, you're starting to brace for not going out of your house, not really wanting to get all the junk on to go to the gym and then get the boots off. And it's a whole mess. So I'm starting to look at different apps and solutions. Obviously, I've talked about Peloton a ton on this show. I've got a Peloton bike. I'm very interested in um, what's going to come out from Apple in the next couple of weeks with their solution. Um, but, you know, this post really shows that there are just a ton of content out there. And this can be anything from running to yoga to, you know, high intensity workouts to cardio boxing, etc. So go have a look and I think you'll find an app or service that meets your needs. All right, the last story from the, you know, two plus extra stories this week comes from Pioneer DJ. And I know most folks, you know, listening to this podcast are like, how do you jump from business to, you know, DJ gear or Pioneer DJ gear? And look, I've been doing this for 
you know, 20-something years of DJing and having fun. I'm not the world's best, but God, I love it as a hobby. And I'm always interested to see what Pioneer comes out with. This is the next evolution to their battle mixer. It's got some touchscreens on it. It's got pads, effects. So if you've ever wanted to get the, like, hero device of being a DJ, go get this mixer. It's the DDJM S11. And it's got almost every bell and whistle you could ever imagine. And based on the videos, it's probably pretty darn awesome. All right, that does it for this week's edition of the Daily Blend Show. Presents Friday Top 5 with me, Reed Daily. Don't forget to check me out, Reed Daily, at Twitter and Instagram. That's R-E-E-D-D-A-I-L-E-Y. Daily Blends on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously dailyblend.com. With all that said, I hope you're listening to this on a walk or riding a bike outside, and enjoy your weekend.